This is Vitriol Plays, one of the producers of Once Upon a Wasteland and the voice of Odessa Valdez in the show. I'd like to take a moment before we start the episode to let you know about our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash onceuponawasteland. It's a great way to support the show and to get some perks, including behind-the-scenes content, access to our private Discord server, and exclusive merchandise. Now, let's find out what Beth and Odessa are up to in this episode. Thank you for listening. Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. This is their story. Once Upon a Wasteland, Season 2, Episode 7, Far Beyond Its Bounds. Brilliant. Let's just take a breath and maybe have a drink. I don't know how to broach this subject, but we need to do it as soon as possible. Hey babe. Amanda? Jay texted me and told me you guys were having dinner here, so I came straight from the airport. I tried to call, but I think your phone's off or something. Are you okay? He said you passed out last night. I'm fine. It's just... It's been a long couple of days. You want me to take you right home? We can pick something up on the way if you're hungry. I really missed you. Like, a lot. Oh, sorry. Uh, I I didn't mean to be rude. Do you work with Odessa at the NRL? Um, yes. Temporary assignment. Just got here yesterday. Elizabeth Kirby. Nice to meet you, Elizabeth. Amanda Valdez. Will you excuse us for just a minute? Of course. Come here, Odessa. I've been waiting all week for this. Mm. Guess you missed me too. How was Chicago? Did the restaurant opening go well? You're a restaurateur? Eh, that makes it sound fancier than it is. My dad owned a bar here in DC and I ended up hanging around there a lot. Picked up a few things, you know? When he passed away, well, I decided to expand things a little. It sounds like you've expanded things a lot. My dad and I were really close. Losing him was tough. Uh, I guess it started as a way to kind of process how much I missed him. And to honor how much he meant to you. You get it. I do. My dad and I are also very close. He's always been there for me. And I don't even want to think about what it'll be like when he's not. Just make sure you appreciate the time you do have with him. It sounds like you're doing that, so you'll be fine. (laughs) Listen to me. I sound like a motivational speaker. (laughs) So how did you and Odessa meet? She tells the story way better than I do. Um, I... Want to hear it from your perspective this time. Change things up a little. (laughs) Sure. So, we're getting ready to open the DC restaurant. 
I think we were, I don't know, three weeks out from opening? Um, that sounds right. Things are going well. Too well. We were up to our eyeballs and customers at the bar, and it was just me and Bonifacio trying to run things there and get everything ready at the restaurant. Who's Bonifacio? He was my dad's right-hand man at the bar, and I kind of inherited him. Good thing, too. That man knows everything and everyone. And he's been behind me the entire time, just like he was behind my dad. Anyway, back to your meet-cute. Right. So, in the middle of this insane Friday night rush, we're down a bartender, so I'm back there slinging drinks, and I've got a thousand things on my mind on top of that. And then she walks in. I know this is cliche, but it was like, everything stopped. I mean, hot people come into a bar all the time, right? But this was different. I just... I just couldn't take my eyes off her. The light, it just... It just seemed to attach itself to her. Like... Like it couldn't bear to be anywhere else. I usually play that kind of thing pretty cool. There was something about her, though. I, I don't know how I knew, but I knew. And I also knew that I wouldn't be able to forgive myself if I didn't do something. Okay, so what did you do? Well, the bartender that didn't call off wasn't exactly happy with me, but I just ran over to her. She was with a few other people, pretended to greet all of them, but I was totally focused on her. It was a leap of faith. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if she was seeing someone. Hell, she could have been married for all I knew. <laughs> I didn't even know if she was into women. But you were bound and determined to find out. Definitely determined. The bound came later. Amanda! Sorry. I don't know what it is, but it feels like I've known you forever. <laughs> Goes with the job. Oh? What do you do? I kind of assumed you were a model when I walked in, but as far as I know, there aren't any of those at the NRL. I work for the British government. My sister's the model. There are two of you? Guess I'm pretty lucky I snatched up Odessa when I did then. Is she a redhead too? No. She's blonde. That's even worse. Odessa has a thing for blondes. Well, at least I hope she does. <laughs> we were just about to order drinks. Can I buy you one too? We were going to chat for a few minutes before the first course came out, but we can make it a threesome. Unless you two would prefer to be alone. No, I think that sounds nice. It'll help me unwind a little. But I'm definitely looking forward to some uh, alone time later, babe. I'll be right back, okay? Order me one of, I don't know, whatever you're having. Well, just as long as it isn't something weird. You know what? Go nuts. Get as weird as you like. It feels like that kind of night anyway. We need to figure out what happened and we need to get home. I don't... You and Amanda? This place is so different. No vault tech, no great war. And no us. I don't want to live in a world without an us. Amanda seems... so happy. Because of you. Not because of me. Because of her, Odessa. <sighs> I know. I can see it, though. You and Amanda get on so well, even in our universe. If things are played out differently, if there was no me. But there is a you. And that's who I fell in love with. I wouldn't want it any other way. And that makes me the luckiest woman in any universe. I wish I could kiss you right now. Like, properly. 
kiss you. We're going to have a lot of lost time to make up for when we get back home. Speaking of lost time... What is it? It sounds like Amanda wants to make up some with you tonight. <sighs> yeah. I don't know how I'm going to handle that. It seems like their relationship is... spicy. She's going to be suspicious if you don't want to be with her after she's been away. But it wouldn't be right. We're guests in this universe. And guests in these bodies. What do you mean? You know the scar I have on my right hip? Of course. It's gone. Gone? Well, not gone as such. This Beth must never have had it. So we didn't swap places with the versions of us from this universe, but we swapped... what? Engrams? Psyches? I don't know how to explain it, but I think it's something like that, yeah. You know, this does help explain one thing, at least. What's that? You know how I told you that Amanda and I felt things whenever we were close to that anomaly? Yeah. Like you're experiencing another life. Do you think it was this one? Now that I have a little more context, yes. The thing is... Go on, Odessa. I need to know. What we felt, Amanda and I didn't even talk about it because I think we were both a little embarrassed and maybe a little afraid that we were both feeling the same thing. But now, I think I get it. I was feeling what this Odessa feels. And I also think Amanda was feeling what this Amanda feels. We didn't know how to process it, and it was starting to cause some tension between us. But now we know where those feelings came from. Yeah, just another universe creeping into ours. Not any buried feelings working their way to the surface. No big deal. <laughs> well, that's good. Poor Cindy would be heartbroken if you stole Amanda away from her. Oh, I see. It's good of you to look out for Cindy like that. I may have a slightly more selfish motive as well. You better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look who I found. Dr. Clark is on the phone. He's been trying to reach you. Oh, I left my phone at the lab. Sorry, I rushed out and... It's okay, Commander, but it sounds important. Here, you can just bring it back to the table when you're done. This is Lieutenant Commander Valdez. Okay, that's good. Is there anything I need to be worried about? Oh, I see. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you. I'll see you first thing tomorrow. Are you okay, babe? What did he want? Odessa. Talk to me. My test results finally came back. Oh no. W what is it? Whatever it is, we will get through it together. I'm pregnant. Uh, Elizabeth? Can you let the people at the table know we'll be there in a few minutes? Of course. And this needs to stay between us, okay? I'm sorry you kind of got dragged into our personal stuff. If there's one thing people in my line of work are good at, it's keeping things in confidence. Your secret's safe with me. Thanks. Hey, nice to meet you. You as well, Odessa. We'll talk tomorrow. I'd like you, Devon, and I to have a conversation. 
As long as you're feeling up to it, of course. I think that's a good idea. The sooner we get started on this, the better. Please tell me those are happy tears. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I, I know this hasn't been easy, babe. I thought it was never going to happen. I practically resigned myself to that. But now... But now we're going to be parents. We should start thinking about names. I wanted to wait until we knew. Didn't want to jinx it. <laughs> we'll have plenty of time to come up with a good one. We will. You okay to get back to the table and get some dinner? I can take you right home if you want. No. Let's have dinner with the group. I'm starving anyway. Me too. And I'm only eating for one. Good morning. Good morning, Devon. Odessa isn't here yet. It's not like her to be late. I hope she's okay. She had a lot of people worried, me included. And not just because I'm trying to pry her away from the Navy. <laughs> but partly that. <laughs> Maybe a little. Last night, after you three came back from the bar, she seemed... I'm not even sure how to describe it. Conflicted? Like her mind wanted to be somewhere else, but there was too much going on for it to wander there. She does have a lot going on right now. Oh? It's personal stuff, and I've been sworn to secrecy. I understand. But you're worried about her, too. More than someone who just met her should be. You're very perceptive. Hmm. It's just a talent I have. One of many, I'm sure. I can juggle, too. Really? No. <laughs> well, one of those talents seems to be the ability to calm nerves, because I've been a bundle of them. But as soon as you walked into the door, I felt... better. Like everything's going to be alright. Maybe it is. You know, I really feel like it might. Sorry I'm late. Amanda didn't want to let me leave the house. Oh dear. How are you feeling? Much better, thank you. Spending last night at home helped. I'm glad to hear that. I didn't mean to worry anyone. Just stress and forgetting to eat. And I'm going to be careful to manage both of those things better. Good. So, what can I do for you? I wasn't expecting a breakout meeting this early in the process. Not that I'm complaining. I shouldn't be surprised, though. The people who recommended you said you were, well, a very dynamic person. Beth. Who recommended me? People I trust. Same people who suggested I reach out to the Navy, in fact. Wait, the same people that recommended that you engage with the Navy recommended that you engage with MI6? That's right. I don't even think the ink was dry on your transfer when I got the call. And the same thing happened with me? It was similar, yes. It took a little longer because you and your father were a kind of a package deal. It had to be both of you. You didn't answer Beth's question. Who recommended us, specifically? I have a network of people who have a knack for finding the right people for any situation. That's how I found the doctors McGillis. It's gotten to the point that I don't even ask why anymore. 
I just... no. (sighs) This doesn't make any sense. Sorry, even I don't understand this stuff sometimes. That's concerning. We're kind of counting on you to, well, to have some answers. I'll do my best. The thing to keep in mind is that even though I don't necessarily understand these things sometimes, I have faith. That can be just as important. You don't even know what this is about, yet you have faith that it's all going to work out? I have faith that it's going to work out as it should. That could be different from working out in the way we expect it to, or even how we want it to. So, let's talk. I'll get right to it. When we met yesterday, you said you'd sensed familiarity. And when we talked, you said you sensed... what word did you use? Dissonance. Yes, you sensed dissonance surrounding me. (sighs) Surrounding both you and Beth here. So that's what you meant when you said you felt it twice in one day. You felt it when you met her that morning. I didn't notice it at first because I was more focused on that initial reaction. It was like she recognized me, even though we'd never met before. But this wasn't a case of mistaken identity, or seeing me on the news. That was a nice save, by the way. No, I know what those feel like. You know me. I do. Yet I don't know you. All right. I'm listening. There was an incident. An accident? You were there. Are you talking about the incident on the ship? I wasn't there. Not on the ship. This happened two days ago. I don't say this often, but you have me at a loss. There was no incident or accident here two days ago. And besides, I just flew in yesterday morning. I was in Colorado, and there were no incidents there either. Unless... Oh, dear. I have a feeling the situation is about to get significantly more complicated. It's already pretty complicated. (sighs) I'm not surprised. Okay. I suppose it's time to lay all our cards on the table. This project, it's not just instantaneous travel between two points, is it? Hmm. No. That's how I had to sell it to the Navy. And that is something that's being worked on, but it's not the primary goal. What is the primary goal? I'm trying to find something that was lost a long time ago. I would prefer to leave it be, but unfortunately, that is no longer an option. And that something is in another universe. How did you know that? You haven't been read in on that part of the project yet. Even Captain Houston doesn't know. Beth and I had been tracking an anomaly. We didn't know what it was or what was causing it. Just that it was very dangerous, and that danger seemed to be growing. We figured out where it was coming from, an old research complex, so we took a team to investigate. And we found you. Me? Yes, you. You were trying to wrangle an unstable portal, but you weren't familiar with the technology. I was able to help you get it shut down, but the fix was temporary. And the portal reopened. That's right. And it was still highly unstable. I guess Beth and I were too close to it, and... These portals can be highly unpredictable. And that's why this project has been so damn difficult. It's not just a matter of opening them. You have to know how to control them, too. 
And the people who know how to do that, well, they're all long gone. It's been centuries since one, well, a stable one, has been opened. And the technology, if you can call it that, is lost to history. What do you mean, if you can call it that? As the saying goes, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. This stuff definitely qualifies. But you've never seen any of this technology yet? That's right. It was just a bit before my time. (laughs) I just realized something. The portal appeared under an arch, but it didn't look like Vault Tech technology. Who's Vault Tech? They were a massive corporation that had strong ties to the government. Which they used primarily for nefarious purposes. The arch around the portal didn't just not look like something Vault Tech could have created. I'd never seen anything like it, and I've spent my entire life analyzing and cataloging technology. It looked... How do you describe it? Modern, almost futuristic, and ancient at the same time. Do you think you could sketch it for me? Of course. There's one thing that doesn't quite track. You said you were both pulled into the unstable portal. Yes, we were standing next to it, and the next thing I knew, I was in a lab here in this building with someone I'd never met before telling me I'd passed out. And I woke up in bed in London. If you were pulled into the portal and sent here, where are our Beth and Odessa? There aren't four of you roaming around. We do have a working hypothesis about that. Beth noticed a scar on her hip was missing, and... And I'm pregnant, and that's impossible. It may be that two versions of the same person simply can't exist in the same universe. So, your bodies stayed put... But our psyches switched places? Yes, more or less. (laughs) Thought that kind of thing only happened in movies. This is fascinating. We never knew for certain exactly where these portals went, and contemporary accounts, well, contemporary accounts were written by people who weren't able to describe what they were seeing in a way that made sense to modern eyes. Actual alternate universes! That's going to make finding what we're looking for a lot more difficult. But the possibilities are endless. Where was this portal? West Virginia, Morgantown. Hmm. There must be a soft spot there. There is. I don't know if Vortec found it by coincidence or dumb luck, or if they figured it out somehow, but they found it. Have you ever traveled through one of these portals? No. Like I said, it's been centuries since anyone opened a stable one. Anything we've opened ourselves has been so unstable that we couldn't get near it. Hmm. Devon we met came through a portal. I guess we cracked the case somewhere then. <laughs> It'd be nice to talk to him. See where we're going wrong. Maybe you'll get that chance, but regardless, we need to figure out how to get us back home. And get the Beth and Odessa who belong here home, too. Of course. We're not going to be able to do this alone. I'll call Andy and Allie. Who else do we read in? I think my father can help. He has a lot of influence. He may be able to open some doors that otherwise would remain firmly shut. And I feel like he and my mother deserve to know what's happened to their daughter. I understand. We'll need to bring Captain Houston on board. Agreed. Jay's going to be our best bet to get us what we need. And 
He'll understand the gravity of this situation. There's one other thing that you should know. You may want to rethink trying to open these portals at all. What? Why? The Devon we spoke to told us that opening a portal can have catastrophic consequences. Some sort of interdimensional raiders, I guess. They use the portals to invade and plunder, and everything he said indicated that they're nigh unstoppable. Nothing's unstoppable. Just unstopped. And if we can find what we're looking for, they wouldn't stand a chance. What are you looking for, specifically? It's difficult to explain, but I'll try. It can manifest physically, but, well, object isn't really the right word. The important part is that it's immensely powerful. That's why it had to be hidden. Who hid it? People who knew we couldn't be trusted with it. So they hid it somewhere that they thought we'd never be able to get to. But now you can. Well, almost at least. It may be a moot point anyway. If we're going to get you home, we're going to need a portal. <sighs> I suppose you're right. He said that closing off the portal from the inside also cuts these raiders off from your universe. So perhaps he can do that for you when he does it for us. Perhaps, but let's not worry about that for now. I'll call my people. You two get the Commodore and Captain Houston in the room. We'll get this sorted. I have faith. Beth, there's something I think we need to talk about. What is it? I have faith too, but we have to consider what we're going to do if we can't get back home. As much as I don't want to think about it, you're right. That portal just had to drop us into a universe where we're not together. Talk about bad luck. It's probably the only one, too. I like to think that we'll always find each other. We always have. Even here. I barely had a chance to get my bearings and I was already on a plane so I could be right back by your side. It didn't matter that I didn't know it at the time. When I woke up, the first thing I did was ask where you were. In that moment, all I wanted was you. I didn't care what else happened. I knew we'd be able to deal with whatever it was as long as we were together. I asked Dad to use his MI6 resources to find you. He hadn't even had a chance to do it, and then... There you were. My sister called on immediately. Uh, her sister. I don't even know how to talk about myself anymore. I know how you feel. I still haven't managed to process that I'm married to Amanda. And we're going to have a baby together. I never thought I'd yearn for the days where I was pointlessly fretting that your former fiancé would sweep you off your feet and take you away from me. Now you're a married woman. Um, about that. Uh, what is it? When Captain Houston mentioned that my other half was out of town and I saw that I was wearing a wedding ring. Go on. I hoped that you were the other half he was talking about. I think I even said it to myself, kind of wishing it into existence. You do like to think out loud when you're trying to wrap your head around something particularly daunting. I was content in that moment. I thought, of course, our relationship just played out a little differently here. Maybe we met earlier or something. But I never doubted that we were together. But we're not together. They are not together, but they're also not us. 
I can't break Amanda's heart in two universes. The way she looks at you. I know. She loves this Odessa like I love you. We can't let their love story end. But we can't let ours end either. So what do we do? We get everyone back to where they need to be. There has to be a way. And we're going to find it. Together. So, let me get this straight. You aren't my daughter, but you are my daughter? I know this is a lot to take in. You should try being on our side of it. I'm an old fool. How could I not have known? You are not an old fool. In our universe, you trained me for situations exactly like this, when I needed to blend in. But besides that, if I'm as much like your Beth as you are like my dad, I can't see how you could have known. Does Amanda know? No, I think she was so happy to see me, well, to see her, Odessa, that she missed whatever clues there might have been. That, plus the big news. What big news? Uh, I'll let the other Odessa tell you about it when she comes back. Beth's dad trained me well, Mr. Kirby, but I don't think I could have kept it up forever. So you're a spy in the other universe? No, I'm a scientist, just like your Odessa. But Beth and I work together a lot. Appalachia is big, but it's small, if that makes sense. Things tend to overlap a lot. So we have lots of excuses to spend time together. So, you two are together? We are. Do you have an Amanda too? Yes, but we're just good friends. Mr. Kirby and Amanda are close as well, actually. It's strange how we all managed to kind of converge in both places in totally different ways. It seems like a hell of a coincidence. I've thought about that also. I don't trust coincidences. I don't have anything to back this up, but I think it's more likely that everyone's been brought together here for a reason. It might not be the same reason we came together back home, but for a reason nonetheless. What about me? No, we don't know you. At least not yet. The only people we have encountered here and back home are Mr. and Mrs. Kirby and Amanda. Well, and you, Devin. What about Alex? I'm an only child in our universe. Oh. I see. I'm sorry. She's wonderful. I'm gonna miss her. Not if we can't get you two back home, so let's start working on that. Andy and Allie are set up in the lab. They're running computer simulations to see if they can glean anything useful. I have an idea. What is it? Beth, you said there was a soft spot in Morgantown, right? Yes, but I'd wager this Morgantown is quite different from ours. I don't know if I'd be able to find it. By my maps, we'd be able to use its coordinates, but... I don't. Hmm. Well, we may just need to take some of our equipment from the ship and go there. It'll take a couple of days, but maybe we'll get lucky. <sighs> I don't believe in luck, but this sounds like our only chance. I don't have any better ideas. Amanda? Hey, what are you doing here? I was on my way to the bank, and since you're on the way, I thought I'd pop in and say hi. Oh, uh, hi. And ask Beth here something. Um, sure. Would you like to have dinner with us at the house tonight? I mean, unless you're busy. No, it sounds like we may be heading out of town in a couple of days, but 
I'm free tonight. Great. I'm thinking lamb, but uh, dessert is the real star attraction. I think you're really going to like it. Oh? What did you have in mind? That's going to be a surprise. Well, I'm already looking forward to it. Hey, Bonifacio, what's up? What kind of noise? And you're sure it's coming from the basement? Okay, I'm on my way. Go down there and check it out, but be careful, okay? Can you hear the sound? Kinda. Hey, when you get down there, hold the phone up so I can hear the noise. Huh. What the hell is that? Here, let me put it on speaker. We're coming with you. What? Why? I've heard that sound before. We may not need to go to Morgantown after all. Is it dangerous? That's what we need to find out. Uh, okay. I'll have Bonifacio get out of the basement, just in case. Good idea. I'll grab a few things and meet you there. The doc and I will ride with you. Don't do anything until we get there, okay? You guys are way too fired up for me to go anywhere near it without you. Let's go. I swear, boss. I've been in and out of this basement a million times since your dad hired me 30 years ago. I know every inch of it, and I have never seen that door before in my life. Of course. Bonifacio. I started to wonder if his first name was actually Bones. I've never seen it either. But it looks like it's been here forever. None of this makes any sense. I know, but... I think we have to open it and see where it leads. We? Absolutely not. You can't put our baby at risk like that. I have to, Amanda. I'll do everything I can to stay safe. I promise. And I'll do everything in my power to protect her. And the doc's here. Just in case. Fine. But I'm going with you. And I'm pulling you out if things get hairy. Deal. As soon as everybody's ready, I'll open the door. I'll take point. Bonifacio, are you strapped? Yes, sir. Great. Take our six? You got it, Captain. Everyone, stay alert. I don't expect to see any untainted, but we can't rule out anything right now. You don't expect to see any what? That's what our Devon called those interdimensional raiders I told you about. If his description is accurate, we're in real trouble if we encounter them. Fingers crossed we don't then. But if we do, we'll give them a hell of a fight. Bonifacio, when was the last time you heard that noise? It stopped a couple of minutes after I got off the phone with Amanda, and I haven't heard it since. Alright, there are a few different possibilities at play here. And they are? Look, we are under my bar with my wife who's carrying our child. I deserve to know. These portals don't seem to spin up on their own. There could be a malfunctioning portal generator down here just like at Flagrante Bello. That seems like the most likely possibility. That's why we brought this. It's a smaller-scale version of what we used in our tests at sea, but those aren't portable, so this was our only real option. I'm just glad it fits in a backpack. What else, babe? I just want to know what we might be up against here, okay? The Untainted might be trying to break through. 
Or they may already have broken through. That's the worst case scenario. And best case? Best case is that the good guys figured out a way to duplicate what happened a couple of days ago. If they have, well... I don't want to get my hopes up. Just have faith, okay? I don't know if it'll help, but it can't hurt, right? You're right. You know, you're a remarkable woman, Amanda Valdez. You're not so bad yourself. Everybody ready? Commodore Kirby is back at the lab with Andy and Ally McGillis. We have them in our back pocket if we need them. And they're a backup in case anything happens. Understood. Let's go. Jeez, where'd they get that door? A haunted house? Just what we needed. More atmosphere. This is just like the passageway under the spider's web. I think we're getting closer to... something. What, I don't know, but something. Look at the walls. The markings look familiar. And there are more of them the farther we go in. Hopefully, that means we're headed in the right direction. Jay, do you see anything ahead? I can't see very far in front of me, even with the flashlight. Be careful. There may be traps, or other pitfalls. Don't worry, I... wait. What is it? Another door. Can you see what's on the other side? No, but it looks like whatever it is is well lit. Hmm. Okay. I don't think we have a choice. Beth, with me. Take left. Aye. Clear? Clear. An arch! It's exactly like the one under Flagrante Bello. Wait, the markings are slightly different. Don't get too close. That's what got us in trouble last time. Of course. Sorry. Let's take a look around the room to see if we can find anything useful, but stay away from that arch. We were led here for a reason. What makes you think we were led here? Call it a feeling. There's a console of some kind here, but these controls, I've never seen anything like it. Neither have I. It almost looks organic. Is it connected to the arch? That would be my guess. These. Cables run under the floor, but I don't see anything else here they could be connected to. What do we do now? We can't just sit around and wait. Odessa, see if you can make heads or tails of this thing. I'm going to set up our modeling console. Maybe we could use it to interface with the arch. Everybody back off! Odessa, get away from that console! Can you hear me? We can hear you! What's happening? No time to explain. We need to stabilize this portal. You need to change the resonance frequency on your side to match ours. Are there controls there? Yes, but I have no idea how to use them or even if they work. Is that me? It sure sounds like it. Yes, Devin. It's Odessa. <laughs> great. Does that console look biomechanical? Yes, but there isn't any kind of display. Just colors. All right. It's been a while. 
since I used one of those, but I'll try to walk you through it, okay? Okay. What should I do? On the left side, there should be a control that's glowing orange or maybe red. Uh, well, uh, there's one that's yellow. Maybe a little reddish? Reddish yellow? That should be the one. I need you to move it slightly in one direction and tell me what happens. It got more red. Stay calm. Don't worry. Good news is you just found the resonance control. Well done. Now, you just need to adjust it to match ours. We have to keep ours steady because that's what's keeping us pointed to you. I may be able to help. We figured out early on that the resonance frequency was the key to keeping the portal stable. We were never quite able to get it right, but I should be able to measure the frequency on our side and help guide you. Just move the control slowly in the other direction. What frequency am I trying to hit? 37.75 megahertz. Devin? We're at, um, uh, 39.3. Boy, these tolerances are tight. No wonder we've had so much trouble. I'm going to start adjusting. Okay. 38.1. Can you slow down at all? We're almost there. I'll try, but I'm barely moving it. 37.9. Uh, 37.3. Go back. Go back. Okay, okay. Almost there. 37.75. Well done. Okay, now what? Odessa, look. It's us. Um, hello. This is strange. Is, um, everything all right over there? Yes. Well, as all right as it can be, I suppose. Is Alex okay? When I found out she doesn't exist here, I was worried that she'd blink out of existence or something. No, no, she's fine. Brilliant, in fact. I don't know how you keep up with her. Neither do I sometimes. Oh, she's going to take you to New York this weekend to meet someone. Don't blow it. Uh, okay. Sorry, carry on. Hey, Devin? Uh, yes. It's not worth it. Do what you can to close down the pathway and, and make sure no one else can reopen it. The clock is ticking. Do you understand? I think I do. Thanks. And... Good luck. Same to you. So, what do you think we do? Just walk through the portal and that's it? I'm afraid not. You're still in each other's bodies. Remember what I said about not being able to stay in another universe for long? That most likely applies to you, too. <sighs> what are our options? I hadn't quite gotten that far, to be honest. Think, Odessa, think. Wait, I think I might have an idea. I'm all ears. Dissonance. Dissonance? It's possible that the portal was unstable because the arch wasn't set to the same resonance frequency, but it was close enough to cause, well, whatever it is that happened to us. So if we can recreate that dissonance... Then we can duplicate the conditions that dissonance created and swap you back. That seems easy enough. Just set the controls back the way they were. Okay. Wait, Beth and I need to be standing right next to the arch. Somebody else needs to handle the controls. I'll do it. 
as long as someone explains in detail what the hell is going on as soon as we're finished. Though, gotta say, kinda fascinated by the concept of two Odessas. Can I keep both of them? Tempting, but I don't think it works that way. Hey. <laughs> okay, it's this control here. It's very sensitive. I think I got it. I'm pretty good with the uh, sensitive controls. Remember? <laughs> Devin will call out the frequency and let you know when you're close. What was it set to when we started? Um... Um, what? The monitor wasn't fully functional yet when you adjusted the control the first time. I don't know the exact frequency. We're going to have to use our best guess. It was at 41.1, so it's got to be lower than that. But not by much. Based on the readings while I was moving it, let's go with... 38.5, and hope there's a little wiggle room. Fingers crossed. Let's do this. Beth? It's time. Odessa, I have faith, but I'm still concerned. What if it sends us somewhere else? Somewhere with no way home. Wherever we go, we'll be together. And that's all I need. We're ready. Here we go! Almost there. 38-1. Once Upon a Wasteland. Season 2. Episode 7. Far Beyond Its Bounds. Was produced and directed by Brad Williams and written by D.K. Trueno. Starring... Letitia Lemon as Elizabeth Kirby, Vitriol Plays as Odessa Valdez, and Lucy Middleton as Amanda Valdez. Also starring W. Keith Timms as Devin McKnight, and Penal Pineapple as Andrew Kirby. Featuring James Walker as Captain J. Houston, and Eric B. Rowland as Bonifacio. And I'm your narrator, Ashley Sacon. Please join us for our next episode, Season 2, Episode 8, The Spark of Hope. Madison is on the air. What happens when 20-something Madison is zapped into old-time radio shows? The last thing I remember was working on my makeup blog. No technology. Your technology is so old, the only thing I recognize on my desk are the pens. No Starbucks. I haven't had a mocha latte in months. And no one is PC. You don't think a woman could cloud men's minds? You think men's minds are all that complicated? It's mostly just beer and video games in there. Madison on the Air serves to highlight the way we were and the way we are today with original radio drama scripts adapted to include the modern day Madison as she joins famous characters from radio's past. Saint. Simon. Whatever. Madison Standish. Give me that phone. Johnny Dollar. My partner's Madison Standish. Hi. My name's Friday. Kato! This is the Green Hornet. Really digging Dracula's OG goth style. What if I killed freaking Sherlock Holmes? And many more. Visit us on the web at madisonontheair.com or find us pretty much any place podcasts can be found. I'm Brad Williams, the creator of Once Upon a Wasteland. We'd like to thank you for joining us for the seventh episode of our second season, and we hope that you'll continue to join us as we follow Beth and Odessa's journey toward happily ever after. 
For more information on our show, visit our website, onceuponawasteland.com, where you'll find show information, scripts for each episode, artwork, and more. You can also find us on Twitter at onceupon76pod, on Instagram at onceuponawasteland, and on Hive at onceupon. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and review, and we hope you'll subscribe as well. And please, tell your friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to us directly on Twitter or via email at brad at onceuponawasteland.com. Thank you. Appalachia. This is Trader Red coming to you from top of the world. Good old Rose was kind enough to let us in. Just cost a heap ton of chems. Hey, I heard that. Sorry, darling. Anyway, is your raider gang looking for a little extra firepower? Guns, knives, nukes? Maybe you need a little pick-me-up. Chems, booze, or a bit of shine? Want to pick up a bit of tech to show off to Scribe Valdez? Or did Ward send you off to find his lost osmosis kits again? You can find anything you want at Trader Red's Emporium and Wasteland Oddities. Open to one and all, raiders, cultists, sellers, those stuffed shirts at the wet spring. If the caps are there, we don't care. So darling, if y'all are interested more, come find old Trader Red on this thing we call a podcast. The Modus Files, a fallout audio drama podcast dedicated to telling the story of post-reclamation day Appalachia. Available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Are you done yet? Don't let me sick little spike on you. Hey, hey, we had a deal. Raiders rule! Ow, ow, okay, okay, dang it, Rose. Keep that darn robotic varmint away from me.